John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And I'm John Kiltica. This is the High Gain Podcast. Yes, it is. The High Gain Podcast, where we talk about guitars. Will you tell me a story about a guitar? I will tell you a story about a guitar. Great. Where are we recording from, John? West Seattle, Washington, Ed. Great. I got a question. Yeah. What's up with Jack White? (laughs) Is it me or does that dude never smile? I got a question. What? What's up with Kanye West? Does that dude ever smile? Come on, Kanye. You've got such a pretty face. Right. Why don't you smile more? Hey, Ed. Yeah. What do you think about those sweets? Whatever. Hit or miss. I find them hit or miss at best. They do stuff. (laughs) They do stuff there in Sweden. I think their style of democratic socialism is top notch. Yep. I'm into it. You know, that whole country's the size of California. Those people up there, they're happy as fuck. They're pretty happy. Yeah. And you know what they they do in the northern part where nobody lives? Make sweaters. Well, they probably make sweaters, but they're known for guitars. Oh, yeah. So you know what that is, Ed? Uh, We have this thing where you ask me, do I know what it is? And every time you ask me, I'm staring at the guitar. So yes, I know what it is. Yep. Oh. Yeah. This uh-huh. is a Hagstrom. It's a, like a bluish Hagstrom. It's got... Um, H3. It has three pickups in it. It also has uh, the Roman numeral three on the headstock. Yep. I can see a Hagstrom three, it says. Yep. This guitar is from 1967, so we're going to talk a little bit about Hagstrom's today. That sounds great. That guitar has got a lot of stuff going on. There is a lot of stuff going on on this. Yeah. I think when I was a younger man, the idea of... God damn, how many switches are on that thing? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Seven. Seven. <laughs> 
That seems like it might be overkill on the switches, but whatever. Says you. Well, yeah, right. Again, I'm Norwegian, not not Swedish. Oh, that's right. You right. Don't, you don't like open face sandwiches or switches. <laughs> I, I like the guitar, though. It's kind of neat. You can still buy Hagstrom's, but they were reintroduced in yeah. 2004. How many of these guitars have we done where they just like did a run and then they stopped and then they reintroduce them? It seems to be know? what they do. Yeah. 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 They started in 1925, Ed. That guitar's from 1925. No. All right. (laughs) (laughs) No, they started out uh, with accordions. Oh. They were massive. They, You know, the Swedes up there with their open, open sure. face sandwiches. And polka bullshit. They were big into the accordions. Accordions that, have a lot of switches on them, don't they? A lot of buttons. Maybe a lot that, of buttons. Oh, and, yeah, maybe that's, that's what it. I'm saying. Maybe that's it. Maybe they had extras laying around and they thought like... How do we make this guitar yeah. look like an accordion? Right. right. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah, and you need to be able to uh, have all the options at your fingertips and be able to choose them with one hand mm. because, you know, you're, you're eating a sandwich with the other Is that one. the idea with uh, all those switches is that you can just like pop them up and down with one? I guess that makes sense. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Is there a, do you know much about the Hagstrom company? Is there like a Buddy Hagstrom or something that founded there, that thing? There is. Sven, Sven Hagstrom. Uh, Albin. Albin. Okay. Albin Hagstrom, 1925. Albin! The Swedish chipmunk. Right. I'm playing you what some of these switches do. Okay. Three of the switches are just on and off switches for pickups. Okay. Right right now I have all the pickups turned on. Okay. That's all three. And they're like single coil. They're kind of fat single coils. Three single coils. If I turn off the neck pickup, which is the most bassy of the pickups. Sure. Get scooped out a little more. If I turn off the middle pickup as well. Now that's just the bridge. If I turn off all three. (laughs) Well, they're all off. I like that the best. That's keep keep that setting. Additionally, there are three switches that are really subtle. They're called tone, mute, and top. Mm. Uh, They do strange things. So uh, I'm going to turn them off. Oh. So that's all three pickups with none of those additional switches on. Oh. That's, that's, yeah, that's way better. So the first one, the tone switch, uh-huh. it boosts the bass. Now I'm out of tune, but okay. that's all right. Yeah. Okay. Man, does it, it almost feels like it cuts the high end as opposed to uh, boosting the bass. So the second mm-hmm. switch of oh. those three. Yeah, is, we're not uh, done. Right. More no, switches. Yeah, it's called volume dampening. Okay. Like I said, all three of these switches are very subtle. Okay. Pull those other two off again. So let's just hear the last one. Okay, this is everything. Nothing on. Nothing on. Great. Great. Now the last one. What's that? Uh, The last one is a treble boost. Ooh. Yeah. Do it again. Very subtle. Uh, That's on. That's, yeah. That's off. Do it again. Okay. Off. Uh Uh-huh. On. I think that's something. Do it again. Uh-huh. Okay. On. Okay. One more time. Okay. Off. <laughs> <laughs> On. Okay. 
Now, I have, a th- I have a theory here, Ed. Is your theory that those switches are not actually connected to anything? They're no, just they're, <laughs> switches? They're very subtle, but I wonder if uh-huh. they become less subtle mm-hmm. if all three pickups aren't actually on. Oh, uh, maybe so. So yeah. if I turn on just the bridge pickup. Yep. And, whoa. By itself, see, it's very yeah, trebly because it's is. the bridge pickup. Yeah. Now what happens if I turn on the bass boost? Yeah, that is a drastically different sound. That's something. So huh. li- likewise, if I turn on just the neck pickup, yep. which is more bassy, now what happens if bit. I turn on the treble boost? Yep. Yep. Maybe that's what they're trying to do? Yeah, yeah. And then that... The... The... Uh, the... The... the switch on the horn up there what's that guy do that is a on and off switch for the whole deal the whole goddamn guitar yeah, just so on and off i'll play and turn it off oh uh, look at that it's off which strikes me as pretty useful on this guitar because if you've got six switches and you've figured out a tone you really like mm-hmm. maybe you don't want to forget it <laughs> <laughs> there's so many switches that you just have to set it and forget it. Just let it go. Because yeah. if you ever start screwing with them again, you'll never remember. Uh-huh. So maybe having just an on-off switch uh-huh. is, is better. Sure. And then you've got one... One what? Is that a... Uh, that's a volume control? One volume control. One that's volume it. No control. tone. I guess you don't need much tone control when you've got that many switches. I yeah. think that's absolutely right. Okay, 1930... No, what What year is that? This guitar is 1967. Okay, not 25. 25 is when our man Alvin Hagstrom uh-huh. starts up Hagstrom, and he goes full tilt into accordions. <laughs> right. Did he design the guitars? I don't think so. We did... Nope, oh, nope. no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that. Tell me Alvin's still around. No, I don't think he is. I think Albin has passed. All the greats. This, all the greats are gone. Yeah, maybe. It's amazing uh, there's any guitars being made today. He's in some other with, place having a fist fight with our man, Ross Meisel. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, 25, he makes accordions. He's mm-hmm. going great guns accordions. Man, is he making accordions. He is doing so well mm-hmm. that he decides, after just a few years. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bust out of Europe. I'm going to open up the U.S. market. Great. How does he do that? That's a big market. Weird Al Yankovic is not yet born, but <laughs> he lot, is a lot of polka people. He is literally the only accordion player I could name. This <laughs> Weird Al. And my wife's brother. Does Cr- he play a Hagstrom Chris. accordion? Vicky's grandma went to Russia on a trip and came back with an accordion. What kind of sandwiches do they eat in Russia? I got to think they have like maybe three or four pieces of bread. Yeah, because you, you've got to have uh, the potato layer and it, <laughs> and it can't touch any of the other layers. So right. if you sequester it with a couple of pieces of bread in mm-hmm. the middle, it, it's probably pretty helpful. And the borscht layer, the blood dumpling layer. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. this is like what, 20, 20, 28? No, it's by 39. 
39. This is when uh, our man Albin decides, all right, I'm making my move. It's 39, I'm going to the U.S. So you know what he does? I don't know. He gets a whole bunch of proxy dudes in the U.S. You're going to be my sales dude. You're going to be my general manager dude. You're going to be my whatever dude. Okay. You will represent Hagstrom Accordions in the U.S. Let's do it. Okay. So you know what he does? Uh, he gets Americans. Oh, some, some Americans. And they open... <laughs> I'm ready. They open up the Hagstrom Music Company. Okay. In Rockefeller Center. Whoa. In New York City. New York City. Yeah. In 1939. 39. Okay. But it didn't really work out because next thing you know, we're in World War II. (laughs) Right. That whole whole plan had to be. Fucking buzzkill. That had to be scrapped. Never, Never happened. So they opened a shop, shop or an office or a company, Rockefeller Center. Off, yep. Don't they? Don't they ice skate there? They do with Great. Acc- with accordions. So yeah. this this plan sounds foolproof. This guy, I'm I'm all in on Albin. What could go wrong? I think wrong? he's he's a world war. Bah. <laughs> don't don't worry about it. So yeah, World War Two happens. Right. Uh, he's people, good. you know what people were doing in '39. What's that? They were spending a lot of money, a lot of their disposable income on the movies. Because 39, what came out in 39? Accordions. Wizard of Oz. Wizard? (sighs) If there had been accordions in Wizard of Oz, it would have gone better for Albert. Yeah. 1939, the crazy thing in 39, Lou Gehrig. That dude played more consecutive games than anyone until like 95. Lou Gehrig was still playing in 95? (laughs) so in like 1938 his game started going to shit in 39 he goes to the doctor and finds out he has the als in 1939 did you know that that's why he retired from baseball so in 1939 lou gehrig is unceremoniously diagnosed with lou gehrig's disease (laughs) that's correct in 1939. I mean, what do you what do you do with that info? So the whole Rockefeller Center thing, they had to scrap it. Oh, right. We're talking about Hagstrom still. Albin figures, okay, I better gather up my resources and regroup. Only he couldn't. The street team he put together in the U.S., <laughs> yeah. uh, they split with all his money. <laughs> <laughs> did they really? They did. They took off with all yeah. that sweet Hagstrom cash? Yeah, all the people... He hired to launch this whole enterprise. Classic, classic Americans. Yeah, they split. <laughs> he ships over all his kroner. Yep. And nothing. Yep. He's got nothing left. He's got nothing but, you know, half a sandwich. Oh, my God. Half a well, half that's... a sandwich. <laughs> Great. So they regroup in Sweden and they double down on the accordions. There's a new world war. They're going to need accordions. Albin knows. He's just got a sixth sense about this. Okay. The soldiers? Yeah. They're going to need accordions. It seems like not a great battle-ready instrument, the accordion. Talk about telegraphing your position. Exactly. Just snipers? Yeah. You you ain't lasting 10 minutes without accordion. I'm sorry, Sarge. I don't know where they... Wait, what's that? Oh, I know where they are. (laughs) Never mind. I got it. Okay. We're still on accordions at this point. It's not until after World War II, maybe he sees his way clear, or maybe he's, I don't know what's going on, but 1958 rolls around. (laughs) 
Okay, 20 years later. 20 years later. And this is, he founded this company in... 25. 25, That's 58. A, that is a lot of accordions. 33 years later, my man is like, I've fucking had it with yeah, these, these accordions. These accordions. Maybe it's just memories of Rockefeller Center year after year after year of playing that over in his mind. Yep. He's got to make a clean break. Okay. But he doesn't make a clean break. He continues on with the accordions, but decides... Let's try out some guitars. Uh, Let's make some guitars. The balls on this guy, I love it. Albin is not fucking around. My opinion of the Swedes is suddenly it's turning around. They're making space-agey models for manufacturers like Kent. So this is right before that time frame when Fender makes the Mustang to compete with shit like that. And we also know that in 58, uh-huh. our man Ross Meisel... Right. Is over at Rickenbacker. Sputnik goes up. You think there are any sandwiches on the Sputnik? <laughs> no. When they sent up the monkey? The monkey. No, they don't give a shit about monkeys. Uh, those guys. Those guys. So Ross Meisel... Is at Rickenbacker. And, Rickenbacker, California. Yep. And Albin is in... Hagstrom, Sweden. Uh, he's in Hagstrom, Sweden. Also mm-hmm. known as Elv Dalin. And they're doing pretty well. Great. Uh, these things are picking up and people start using them. But it's not until the year that this guitar is made. 1958. No. Nope. This guitar, the Hagstrom 3 with the three pickups and all the sandwich switches. Yeah. This, uh, this comes out in 1966, I believe. This particular guitar is a 67. 67. 66, 67. They had other versions of this one okay. before 67, but this one's a 67. You know what else okay. happens in 67 at Hagstrom? Um, and I gotta, I gotta think this means something. Okay. Our man Albin, he hangs it up. Uh, he retires. Yeah, he, he hands over the reins to his son. Tell me his son's name. Carl Eric. Carl Eric Hagstrom. He becomes the CEO of Hagstrom. So I asked you this earlier, or like Carl Eric or Albin making these guitars, or are they just like fat cats up in the up in the C-suite smoking their cigars and uh, what's their deal? I don't know if they even play. I've got to think Albin. He probably plays whatever you put in front of him. You think so? Yeah, Carl Eric. I don't know if he plays. He might. I'll send him an email. What do you mean? Carl Eric is still around. Yes, yeah. my guy. Yeah, my guy. Is he still? Is he still with Hagstrom Guitar Company? He is. Holy oh, oh, wait. Oh, oh, you mean that the reintroduced ones you can buy now? I don't know. I'm pulling a Zuckerberg. I'm gonna get back to you. Okay. Okay. Great, Sen- Senator. So Carl Eric, right? He's a hip guy. 1967. He's the CEO now. Maybe mm-hmm. he's thinking, let's take this guitar thing, let's run with it, let's go rock and roll. Yeah. So then what starts happening? People like Noel Redding of Jimi Hendrix are playing Hagstrom basses, eight-string basses, developed by Hagstrom. The eight-string bass. Yep. That's verifiable, that factual is, That shit. is verifiable. Yep. Okay, yep. great. Frank Zappa? Yeah? Yep, R.I.P. Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, playing Hagstrom's. Good guitars. Guitars, yeah. Great. Yeah, Elvis Presley uh, for his comeback special. He's playing uh, a Hagstrom, a Viking, I believe it was. Like on TV or like, uh-huh. uh, oh, uh-huh. live. Yeah. I think yep. there was a thing where they called it like the Elvis maneuver where Elvis would go on stage and he would be so fucked up that he couldn't actually play. And so they would just like turn his guitar down. 
So I could see that. You know, I, I don't could... know. Maybe in this special, he was he was lucid and he had his A game. I think there was some talk of potentially some live Nirvana being not not far off from there. Oh, I don't know that for a fact. Uh, so then allegedly, so there... allegedly, Senator. Uh, allegedly. You want these people going out there, clear head, sound mind and body? Fuck no. No, no thanks. That's not the rock and roll I want to hear. Nope. Yep. So, all the rock stars are picking these things up. No, they're not. Some of the rock stars are picking these things up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. That is closer. But the profile is high. No place more than Sweden itself. Sure. Home to ABBA. Oh, great. And in 1974, they go on their very first world tour. It's ABBA. You've kind of got an ABBA thing. And they are backed by Hagstrom gear. This guitar kind of has a Strat body style, by the way. Three pickups, Strat, kind of a Stratty body style. Well, they made it to evoke images of the SG that we've already talked about. I, I actually... That is to say the, the horns on it are yeah. pointy like an SG. But it is okay. kind of, uh, it's kind of got that offset it's waist. It's a little offset. Like a strat. Uh, so in 74, probably inspired by ABBA. Mm. It's almost certain that David Bowie uh, was into ABBA. <laughs> almost certain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this like Ziggy Stardust era? I don't. Yeah. So he played a red Hagstrom during the whole Ziggy Stardust era. No shit. Yeah. Oh, if, I if, take it back. If okay. If you go look at the Rebel Rebel video. Yeah. There he is with the guitar. You want to hear what that sounded like in 1974? Yeah, I do. All right. Huh. We think... That's... That's fucking great. Not bad, huh? We think that's a... That's a Hagstrom. All right. Well, great. If I had to guess why I might think that's a Hagstrom, yeah, it's probably uh, that because it sounds a lot like the guitar you're holding. That real trebly, yeah, yeah. Especially if you right. scoop it out, yeah, yeah. And then if you, I guess, put some distortion on it. That's... Hey. You know what I did this week? What? I was surfing the internet like I do. Uh-huh. And there's this Reddit that's got like uh, pedal deals. And there was a DOD bone shaker distortion pedal. And they, they go for like a buck fifty, 150 bucks, right? $34. Did you get it? Yeah. And it sounds great. It's sort of like that guitar. It has six switches so it's got like level distortion tone but then it's got an eq on it and each eq has two dials to it so it's nine switches effectively 34 bucks dod bone shaker that's inspiring yeah (laughs) (laughs) it makes me want to follow that the subreddit you probably shouldn't because you end up getting guitar pedals delivered to your door i wonder if they have similar subreddits for like you know socks R slash sock deals. Yeah. Great. Well, so there's Bowie. Yeah. I take it back. I said no one is playing that guitar, and I was fucking wrong. So Sinatra, R.I.P. Yep. Bowie, R.I.P. Yep. Uh, who else? Albin. <laughs> Albin, R.I.P. Yep. yep. Uh, more, probably. Probably all the dudes that ran away with Albin's money. Are, ABBA. Not R.I.P. 
No. Did you know that one of the guys in ABBA, the guy that wrote most of the songs, yeah, ended up with a weird neurological condition where he can't remember uh, uh, anything about th- ABBA? I am, <laughs> I am not kidding. Like a neurological disorder where he specifically can only not remember shit about ABBA. Like he can remember everything before ABBA and everything after ABBA. It's just ABBA he can't remember. That seems strangely specific. Imagine if you know intellectually Mm -hmm. that you wrote a song because, you know, there are videos, there are recordings, there are articles, press clippings, whatever. But you would have to say to somebody, yes, Ed. Based on all this evidence you are presenting to me, I believe I wrote all those songs. I just don't remember doing it. Is this condition he called, like, heavy drug use? Is that what it's called? I wonder. I think there's a lot of those guys in the rock and roll that don't remember large periods of their life. Did you know that ABBA is an acronym for the people in... The band? Yep. Annika. Okay. Bjorn. Uh Uh-huh. Benny. Benny. And, I don't know, the other one. Benny. Benny. So, yeah. R.I.P. Bjorn's memory. Right. Right. But Bjorn? Yeah. Still around. Great. Maybe he's writing new songs. You don't know. Oh, I hope. Yeah. So, we've talked before about when people pick up used guitars because they're cheap. Yep. And then maybe they become famous, and then everybody wants the guitar they have, and all that kind of thing. Yes, 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 yes. I can't help but think that Hagstrom's, Uh among all the used guitars you could buy in 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, whenever it was, were probably cheaper than a used SG or used Fender. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, But even still, I think the influence of people like David Bowie, and to some degree, Elvis Presley, influenced... (laughs) A lot of the bands we do listen to. Did you know that Mark Arm uh, uh, in Mud Honey? Hey, uh, specifically, I used to carpool with my buddy Joe, and we would go into work in the morning, and I would drive by Joe's house, uh-huh. and Mark Arm would be walking two little pug dogs down the street in West Seattle. You know, like, yeah. Touch me, I'm sick. He played Hagstrom's on almost everything. No shit. Shit. <laughs> Touch Me, I'm Sick was probably a Hagstrom. Play that. Do you have it? Yeah, I do have that. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. That's great. That is great. And you know Mark Arm was just buying whatever shitty guitar he could get his hands on. That's great. I had no idea. What are you doing? What? What? You're just... What are you doing? Like that? Yeah. I yeah. do like that. Yeah. I so do. That's what he played. West Seattle's own. Yeah. So West Seattle's own Mark Arm. Why isn't Mark Arm sitting here with us right now? Uh, I don't know him. That's valid. That's a valid... Maybe he lives near here. He but does. Let's just call him up and get him in here. I think it might be a little late for that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's not the guy I thought you were going to talk about when you talk about Hagstrom. So there's a guy you associate with the guitar, like the Fender Deluxe I associate with Chris Shiflett. Right. right. <laughs> and I think I see where you're going the with The Hagstrom, I do associate with one person and one person only. Who? Pat Smear. 
Pat Smear of... Of the, the Foo Fighters, of the, the germs. germs. Yeah, that guy. Plays Hagstrom's exclusively and is yeah. known to have one of the largest collection of vintage Hagstrom's in the entire country. If he was in the germs 78, yep. Bowie is 74. Oh, right. So it makes you wonder if Pat Smear is thinking. I don't get the feeling that Pat Smear was thinking about a lot. You want to hear the germs? I do. Listen to this Hagstrom. Okay. It's that scooped out trebly sound. I fucking. That's great. That is great. It's pretty good, isn't it? Pat. Pat. He's like a little baby. Yeah. This is my jam. That's so good. That is so great. So maybe that's the thing that is appealing to cheap. Well, cheap and that kind of real trebly nasty. It's yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder if they were deliberately trying to not have tone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I saw Nirvana in the Pat Smear years. And was he playing a Hagstrom? I. Probably. Don't remember. Probably. I mean... Yeah, he was. Okay. Yes. Almost certainly. How old is that guy? I think he's like 60. Old Grandpa Pat. Yeah. All these guys are snatching these things up. Yep. Finding out that they play great. Finding out that the tone is unique. And they're kind of making their own little sub scene with these things. Unknowingly. I'm not saying any of this was deliberate. Right. I, I think I buy into your theory that, oh, hey, look, 50 bucks. I'll take it. Right. But, I mean, but, certainly you know, once not, you get famous yeah. and once you get known, people see pictures I, of you. Yeah. What's that thing? And Bowie. Bowie was not buying it because it was a $50 guitar, I doubt. He probably you know, just like bought Pat. it because it was red. It matched, <laughs> it matched the outfit. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All that happens. Yeah. And now we're in the post-grunge era. And in 2000... Oh, we've... Okay, we're jumping. We're, we're way forward. We don't have to go too far forward. Well, I mean, we're in, like... The germs that was that was like late seventies, early eighties, right? Okay, so, early eighties. Let's okay. let let's go there. Post grunge, early eighties, post grunge. Yeah, got early it. Early eighties, post grunge. Right. Yeah. Uh, Eighty three, nineteen eighty three. Uh huh. Our man Carl Eric. Carl Eric. Well, he stops making guitars. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, he goes out big. Yeah. Yeah. So go. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so from nineteen fifty eight to nineteen eighty three. Yeah. Those are the years Hagstrom made guitars. Okay. You can still buy Hagstroms. You can buy a Hagstrom today. So in 2004, Hagstrom starts making guitars again. I don't know if Carl Eric is is licensing his name or if he has a stake in it. I don't really know. I I, I do know that the majority of these instruments, the new Hagstroms that you can get, are made overseas or China or Korea or wherever. Is that... I would try one Pat Smear, does he have a... He's got a model, right? He does. I think Hagstrom makes a Pat Smear model Hagstrom. Where are they made? China. Fuck. <sighs> Fuck that shit. Still designed by Swedes, apparently. Yeah, but great. Not, not manufactured in mm-hmm. Sweden. Mm-hmm. If anybody out there has played one of these Chinese-Swedish guitars, yep. let us know. Yeah. Uh, so your guitar is a... 67? 1967. That guitar's like older than me. This guitar is exactly my age. Woof. Woof. 
You're, you've got some good company. If you're from... That guitar is... You're, you were born in 67? Yep. So it was... Vin... Whoa. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah. Vin Diesel was born in 67. Wow. Well, I can't hold a candle to that. Well, you kind of can. I got the abs. Laura Dern. Laura Dern, you know about her? Yeah, you know, uh, we were just watching The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, did you watch it? Yeah. What did you think of that? I thought it was way better than the one before it. Yeah. Look for the Hagstrom hanging in the background when yep, they yep. do that lightsaber fight uh, and all yeah. the curtains start yep, burning yep. down and then yep. Snoke has a Hagstrom hanging on the wall. He loves them. And this is a Hagstrom. It is. It's great. It's a I great I should Hagstrom. say that the neck on this mm -hmm. is exceedingly thin. Oh, really? Very thin, very fast, very easy to play. Fast as, fast as uh, an SG neck? Faster. Please. Please. What they did on the Hagstrom here, mm -hmm. they made what's called an H-expander truss rod. Oh. The truss rod is a piece of metal that goes down the center of the neck, mm -hmm. and you can adjust it to take twists and turns out of your neck so it doesn't get all floppy and... <laughs> Floppy neck. Yeah, you don't want the floppy give, neck. Give him the old floppy uh, neck syndrome. The, yeah, you don't want the turkey neck on yep. your, on yep. your, on your I gotcha. guitar. So this thing, uh, the normal truss rod is like a rod. It looks like a rod, a circular rod. <laughs> the H expander rod, yeah. if you hold it sideways. How many times do you think you said rod in the last 60 seconds? I can't, I can't, I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Keep going. I don't yeah. want you to stop. I'm just like people might want to keep count. <clears throat> Rod. Yeah. So it's like uh, an I beam. Okay. Oh. If you turn or, the if you turn the letter I in, sideways, sideways, I guess yeah. it's an H. It's uh, not round. It it is not round. It is uh, like H, an H. Yes. Like an H. And that John just made the H yeah. symbol to yeah. me. Thank you. Yeah. It, well, you know. We'll uh, put so, a diagram of an H yeah, on the for on those the page. of you who don't. Well, I mean, well, it could be a lowercase H, could be a you know, I, I don't it's know. A, it's an uppercase H. Uppercase H. Great. Yes. Okay. Uh, and so, like, that, so that makes Hagstrom. Do you think oh, that's a? Oh. <laughs> yes. I wonder if that's a that's a thing. It's an Easter egg. We figured it out. <laughs> you were on top of it. Oh man, that's so good. Yeah. So. Does uh, it's real? It's real splanky. <laughs> Spunky. Yes. Oh, we've talked about planky. Planky. We've talked about spanky. Spanky. This, I, I would say that this is splanky. Okay. And this is all the pickups on. Yeah. Let's go. Super, I think that super splanky. Yeah. That. That is almost painfully splanky. You yeah, almost had it. No, that was uh, maybe not. Yeah, that was uh, like lit, right? Is that that song by I think Lit? So. Lit, like waking up. That's not lit. Good lord, it's pretty splanky, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's great. Do they have any Hagstroms at Thunder Road Guitars? Yes. They do? 
I believe they have two right now. Really? Yeah. Do so they have a three? I don't know. Get, uh, we should get Frank on the horn. We should get Frank on the horn and it's find out. It's 2 a.m. on a yeah. Tuesday night let, let, or let, something. Let's wake him up. Yeah. Hey, Frank. Out. The fuck? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Two Frank, Frank over at Thunder Road Guitars. In beautiful West Seattle, Washington. Yeah, thunderroadguitars.com. And Portland, Oregon. They have two. And Portland, two. Oregon. Yep, they've yep. got two. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. I think that's about it for the Hagstrom, Ed. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's great. I think, uh, you know what I like about that is... Um, oh, listen to that! What I will I will play a chord and go from most oh sp- yeah most splanky yeah. to least splanky. Okay, listen to that. Yep, yep, great. Pretty good sustain on that too, and that's no. That's that classic H bar truss rod. Yeah, that's a that's classic. Yep, classic hags from right that's there. That's classic Albin. <laughs> Albin. Alvin had nothing to do with that guitar. No, that was his, cr- his head was in the in the the fucking accord. No, what accordion the, the accordion game? Yep. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, Alvin. We don't give a shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Well, so that's the that's the Hagstrom guitar. Great. You've been listening to the High Gain Podcast, Ed. <laughs> yes, I have. I've been I've been actually yes listening to it. I, and I've been loving I've been loving it. Where can people find out more about what we just talked about? People can go to thehighgain.com. Yeah, thehighgain.com. Oh, uh, the people love it. The traffic is flooding the servers. You might have noticed uh, in the upper Midwest there were a couple of brownouts. People hitting the high gain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs>